did let the dogs out this week. Hello, y'all. It's Martin again, Range Anxiety. Driving a long road tripping this weekend, aren't we? I've got, I'm joined. She promised not to talk, and now I'm getting gesticulations from the passenger seat. But I'm out with my family this weekend. We've got Lisa D uh, next to us and uh, Mackie the Westie sitting on her lap. We're out in the three performance. Yes, I got left at work. And uh, we're not range anxious at all. We're, we've been, we've done, a, I don't know, 100, what far have we gone today? 140 k's or something. 100 k's. We've still got plenty of charge left. We're still at 69%. And I'm heading back towards Adelaide now. So another 100 k's later. Yeah. I had to go down and see my mother. And she's ter she's range anxious for me. Don't plug your car in when you get to my house. It'll use too much power. You know, that 42 cents it could use in a couple of hour charging session there will haunt her forever. And no, actually, it'll haunt me forever, won't it, Lisa? Yeah, no, see, we're nodding. We're just nodding. She doesn't like being part of this epicast. She's a bit like Gareth on some of my YouTube videos. It just, you know, doesn't want to get too involved. But who let the dogs out? Well, we, we, we let the dog in to the car today, and he's behaving quite beautifully. He's only a little terrier, and he sits on Lisa's lap, but... Who let the dogs out this week? As you, you've all probably heard, seen on the news, there was a terrible crash um, in Texas that killed a couple of people, 69 and 58 or something. They were a couple of guys um, in, and what did the media report it as? I think they said driverless, Tesla erupts in fireball, um, killing two, I, I think with a kind of, news headlines on this uh, did you did you actually see any did it come up in any of your news at all Lisa no you didn't even see it on TV you can speak look how many people are there oh yeah okay she's pointing at a lineup outside Port Elliot Bakery yeah great interesting cars and, and welcome to the show Lisa so you didn't see any any media on the crash yeah a little a little and and what do you think happened? what someone people died in a car now people die in cars every day in fact, it's not, it's a sad fact of our life that, that cars run into trees um, when people drive them into trees, this one at very high speed. <clears throat> but in the way it works, as if it's a Tesla in an accident, it receives twice the news that a normal car crash would get. And if it's supposed to be driving itself, or they believe it was driving itself, it receives 10 times the news to the point where this crash in Texas made headlines all around the world. Now, there are some real basic problems with the supposition that the car was driverless. Um, for a start, the accident occurred within 200 metres of the guy's driveway, by the looks of it, right? Like, that's really, really hard to get the car up to high speed, engage autopilot, get out of the seat, into the passenger seat in a car that'll cover 200 metres in about three seconds or four seconds. There was no time to do any of it. Secondly, um, there were no lanes marked on the road. Now, if we go into autopilot now, bing bong, your favorite, isn't it, Lise? Yeah, they just got a nod. If we go into autopilot now, it'll only work if there's lines marked on the road. Now, there were no lines marked on that road. So autopilot was impossible. Mm. So how did they get the car driverless? Maybe, maybe they somehow got autopilot to engage and disengage their seatbelt. And the car does that, and look, it'll start to slow down and stop. Well, it didn't like that. So once you're in the driver's seat and the car is on autopilot, there is no getting out of it, right? And it won't engage unless there's someone in the seat and the belt's done up. So th this whole thing is full of errors. 
And then the poor bloody thing caught on fire. You know, they reckon it was doing, and, and again, these are all just rough guesstimates. Wait a minute. We have seen footage of people in yep. the passenger seat while the car's driving and no one in the driver's seat. Yes. So maybe <clears throat> in Australia, <throat> it's all set up a little bit different. No, no, it's set up the same. Now there's two, and this is the thing where people get confused. There's autopilot, which we have in this car. All Teslas come with some sort of autopilot, which is basic level one driver assist that we're using now. Then there's enhanced autopilot that you can buy. An enhanced autopilot has summon, where you can bring the car to you, come to me, it can self-park, it can do other things. And then there's the $10,000 US package called FSD, or full self-driving, which isn't actually full self-driving, but it's pretty bloody good. And then, if you're one of the trusted few, you get the full self-driving beta as a tester, and there's a couple of thousand, I think, of them out there now. And this thing will drive it, it'll drive itself home from here, and it will work on line, non-line marked roads, etc., etc. They've already checked out the data from this car, and it didn't have full self-driving, it didn't have enhanced autopilot, and because the car reports back so much data, autopilot wasn't engaged when it ran into the tree. Okay. So, uh, this is what Musk's saying, but people are saying he's a criminal mastermind as well, and that he's lying, and da 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 da, and the FBI are, are going to serve, you know, this is all fud bullshit, but the FBI are going to serve warrants to collect the data. What do they think? He's got to print it out in his top, the bottom of his top drawer and desk or something. <laughs> it's all cloud-based, but there's no way they're going to lie about that. You know, this is a major issue. There's been about 20 investigations and I think there's 25 ongoing for crashes supposedly in autopilot Teslas I mean there's crashes that go on everywhere and there's there's investigations going on all, on all the time from the NHTSA the American Authority <clears throat> but every time they've really come out of them squeaky clean because they've got this data this big handful of data and here's what happened people will try and kill themselves in cars and at 11:30 p.m. on a Saturday night what normally happens when a couple of guys get together with their big ass fast Tesla? What do they do, Lisa? Well, they don't, I, I wouldn't have thought they'd go on autopilot, that's for sure. They show off, right? That's right. Hit the gas, let's go, I'll show you, I'll show you how goddamn fast this thing is compared to your Chevy Blazer. And I believe that's what's happened, but it really doesn't matter what I believe has happened because um, the investigation will bring it all out. But I'm just sick of hearing about it like you know that surely we've got more important things to talk about people mince themselves in cars every day and in fact very 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 sadly we lost three people just now on the weekend in Tarka Tasmania remember my podcast or epicast on called Tarmac not so long ago where a couple of friends of mine crashed in a smaller version in Adelaide Tarka Tasmania claimed three lives this year and I don't want to talk about the specifics of the accident but one of them was when it comes out, I think his Navin was the name of the guy. It was the most horrifying um, accident. And I don't want to talk about how he died, but it, it's the stuff that nightmares are made of. And something's got to give. You can't lose, you know, <clears throat> three people in a weekend. The other one was a Porsche Jetty 3 RS in a super duper high speed section of the track um, where you can sort of, you get a bit of air under the car flat out down straight and it can bounce around a bit and pitch as it lands nasty and they ended up wrapped around a tree and again not my place to speculate on what's really happened there but we've lost three people this shit's got to stop it's just stupid right speed limits might be the answer but it didn't really help in the Adelaide rally where you know my friends are upside down and into trees because 
if you've got a 170k speed limit or 150k speed limit on the straight, you can still go 150 or 170k's an hour around a corner that's signposted at 35. Uh, you know, so rarely do you run off the road on the straight. Uh, well, that happened to Target, but it's, it's rare. So yeah, enough of accidents. Accidents are really sad shit, and we're not here for that. We're here to talk about cars. So, apparently it's official now that the GDR is no more. Um, for 2022, the R35, which has spanned a 15-year reign. It doesn't seem that long, does it? So it's older than your kid. There you go, Lisa. That's crazy, isn't it? So there you go. It's been 15 years, the R35, and it is showing its age. It, it is a tired old car now. You know, there's no two ways about it. It's a great platform. You can modify the hell out of them, as we all know. We've built, I've built, or been involved in builds many of them. They're a great platform, but it's old now, and the asking price is starting to get ridiculous. For 2022, Lisa, as an ex-GDR owner, you would understand this. For 2022, they're available special order only. So it's like a new McDonald's hamburger. They're made to order. Um, I believe only available in Nismo trim. And they'll be priced around $430,000 to $440,000. Is that a bit expensive for GDR, you think? And then they're talking about doing one called the final, GTR final, with some slightly, you know, some slight engine mods, and they want about, they're predicting around 550,000 for that. Makes a 2009 at, at, you know, 70 grand, pretty good value, doesn't it? Because there's not, they didn't change much in the car over the years. They changed some things and they improved some things, but the bottom line is, it was still the same old clunky Bob Warner gearbox, Still had the terrible Ratley bell housing. They never fixed the design off, which is so easy to do. They just keep replacing them. Um, you know, there was there was nothing engineering-wise changed. And they used to say that, you know, well, this model's got the updated gearbox. and They're all a bloody same. They had slightly different synchro hub design. It is a car that is well past its use-by date. A beautiful car, great car, and we've had lots of fun in them, haven't we, Lisa? But not in today's money and not in today's language. There's so many other things you can get for the price of a two-year-old GDR. You can buy a three-year-old Audi R8 V10, which is about 52 times the car. Um, you know, you could actually save for the cost of the final, you could save a little bit more and go and buy a Lamborghini. <laughs> Another one people call them Lamborghinis. Idiots. Um, <laughs> why are you still laughing, ladies? Maybe best off you don't say. Don't up a. Don't upset the richest, most powerful people in the world. It's a team of lawyers. <laughs> a team of lawyers. Here you go. We got laugh at Lisa. Let's give her a pong bing. Yeah. Even the Tesla's laughing. Yeah. yeah. So look, they don't make good sense in this day and age. Um, buy a second-hand one. Buy one that's never been tracked. Spend maybe a hundred grand buying one. But they're only getting dearer. So maybe hundred and twenty grand buying one and enjoy it because the new ones aren't that much better they're certainly not 400k better and they're certainly no lamborghini are they thankfully no but there is something about them yeah there's something about them that hang on we're going across a railway crossing here we're going to get a bit of air under the tesla let's do it and oh that was pretty underwhelming <laughs> yeah there is something about them what is there about them from a woman's point of view oh uh, well most women don't like them to be honest oh no you reckon? Yeah, I reckon. Why? I know so. 
well, most women don't like them. They're, Why not? You know, they're a boys' car. They're, they're a men's car. Uh, because women think that, that they could, they'd rather something that's, you know, a three-pointed star. Yeah, or, a three-pointed you know, depository. Or like a, a, well, like a Mitsubishi. Or something. Or, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. Yes. Or, or they, would, they would want something that's just finished off a little nicer, I think. Nothing wrong with the finish on a GDR. Oh, you know what I mean. You're probably sitting in a side of a car that's not as finished. Oh, don't finished even. As well. Don't even. What? Don't you like? Whole... I, don't you like IKEA dashboards? What? Yeah, IKEA no. dashboards? No, not at all. Shut up! You read too much, and I'm going to I'm say that because you listen to too of, much media. It's not. A, no, I don't listen to media at all. I have my own opinions on things. You know this. Okay, so what's wrong with this interior? I just find it extremely. Extremely what? Speak up. I don't know. I don't know. I just... What does it appeal to you about it? Uh, it just looks cheap to me. Okay. What part of it looks cheap? All of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Everything but the screen. Yeah, okay. I don't wow. like that fake tim wood grain. I don't like... The, this, the, the stuff it's made out of, it just looks cheap to me. It's very similar in materials, I think, to a GDR. That's what I was trying to say. The inside of a GDR isn't that uh, refined. Oh, yeah, but it, it was supposed to be. The whole concept of a GDR... Is like a PlayStation. Oh, no, it was supposed to be like a fighter cockpit, you know, like... Yeah, right. so then why didn't they put some metal in there and, you know... Yeah, because um, metal's kind of a little bit hard to use in the interior cars because... No, it's not. Because that, that, you that, can that, injure that yourself on it. on the dashes of cars. Yeah, right? people died. Oh, that's a spirit lease. We should get you on a design crew somewhere. <laughs> People dying cars. What's another few? You sure you didn't help design the Ford Pinto when you were a kid? Um, yeah, that's that's too hard to use materials in cars that could potentially hurt people, and that's that's how stupid the world's become. Now they're talking about you know the Tesla have got to be stopped with um, bringing some autonomy to driving. They've got to be stopped because people are dying. And yeah, they are. It rarely is it related to autonomy. But wouldn't it be the biggest shame the world's ever seen to stop development of systems that will one day be totally infallible because of a few naysayers that cherry-pick data from crash accidents and don't really know what they're talking about? Should we ban technology? And if we do it, we should ban it across the board, shouldn't we? Look, this all comes down to people are scared of change. That's they all are. it is. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And it all comes down to uh, the big business, gas companies, you know, it's... That's what but it we is. can't stop development of things. So they, wanna, they just want to target Tesla's for things. That's well, that's mean. right. I mean, he's a big target. Richest guy in the world, sort of, from time to time, depending on the share price. Makes a bit of noise, interacts with his own followers on Twitter. You know, it's, it's like you can't get another CEO and call them out on shit and have them answer you. But if you call him out enough, they actually get to the root and he answers them. And that he's too accessible. That There is the problem. Like little Lord told me I was once. Oh, I don't think I don't think that's the problem. I think it's just what he's done in a short amount of time has just really ticked off a lot of people. Yeah. And a lot of companies and industries. and Disruptors, and, and, it's Yeah, well, that's all it is. You know, these, these, are, these are companies that have been trying to, do, you know, dance around the electric thing for years and years. And along comes this person who, and just does, does, it, it, does it quickly and does it far better. So he, he's hated. There's some big targets on people's backs. Um, 
Yeah, and that's what that was. Now, I was actually going to talk about something really, really interesting then, that non-Tesla related, but um, now I've kind of forgotten because I've been enjoying this road trip so much, please. You know, I've actually, we've actually spent all this time on autopilot and you haven't complained once. Because it hasn't made a bing bong. <laughs> oh. Oh. When it's quiet, I don't mind. But you like it when it squeals. Oh, woke him up. You see, that's exactly what the autopilot, oh, the autopilot disengage warning is supposed to do. It's supposed to wake you up. Now, I, I was saying earlier um, on our trip down the coast today that I like using autopilot because I don't get done speeding. That's the main gift that it gives me. I don't care too much for the auto steer. I do it because I'm a nerd, right? I let it do it. But the way it reads the road signs and will adjust to any road speed variation, which is really hard to do when you're driving manually and most cruise control systems won't do it. And sure enough, there will be the 5.0 hiding there with a hairdryer behind the bloody speed sign as a restriction you know, zone comes. And being Adelaide where the road works state, you know, messy, shitty roads we got here, you can hear them screaming through the cars, pilot sports now, this thing will actually adjust to all of those stupid fake speed limits that we have. And I think that's, that to me is the real use of the system. I don't fall asleep, I don't, you know, play with my phone while I'm driving and I don't take my hands off the wheel too much. That, you gave me a side eye then like the dog does, Lise. Like, really? Yeah, so Autopilot has its, has its, has its, you know, cues and I think to take it away from us because of some bunch of rednecks now I shouldn't be calling them names because we don't actually know what know what happened to them but I can tell you now there was someone in that driver's seat at some stage and being the great state of Texas where they don't often wear seat belts um, you can end up after a big impact in some other part of the vehicle it's not unheard of for people to end up bounced into the passenger seat or into the back seat. It happens. I'm not saying it happened here because I don't know, but the data, data never lies, data will tell a story. As per the fire, when this car went in at high speed, yeah, terrible things. Lithium fires can be nasty. Apparently it took them four hours to put this car out. That's what the news told us. Four hours? Four hours? What are they doing? No. The actual fire department um, and one of the first responders said they got the car put out in two to three minutes. Right? No, it's a bit different, isn't it? But they stayed there for three hours in case of reignition, in case it went up again, which a cell can do. So the fire crew, God bless them, emptied their tanker on it and then stood there, had some coffee and donuts for a while and, and you know, continually sprayed a bit of water on it to thermally control the pack. But that's not what the media told us. The media just tell us shit. Totally. And that's the problem. Now, while we're bouncing around um, today, we'll go back to the GTR. Because, I, I, you know, I've, I've owned three 35s. I'd like a fourth one day. But I'm not paying $400,000 for one. Because that's just ridiculous. You know what would be ridiculous? You're not getting none of that GDR. That's what would be ridiculous. And I'm not doing it. Um, but some of the upgrades, listen to the 
amount of honey dicking that Nissan are doing trying to sell these things. They've got a special clear coat on the bonnet, right, or on the hood, my American listeners, special new clear coat that saves 100 grams of weight. 100 grams? That's two standard Mars bars of weight saved with their special clear coat. And they've got new high tolerance valve springs for faster revving. What? What is a high tolerance valve, tighter tolerance valve spring? It doesn't make any sense. It's like saying you've got a shiny tire for better grip. It just means nothing. And, and does that mean to say that old GDRs, the valve springs are shit in them? The only person I know that's ever broken a valve spring in a GDR is Nick Strakaz and uh, the Yodeler, and he can break anything. So that's, <laughs> sorry Nico, so that's no big deal, but really, tighter tolerance valve springs, handmade. I would say that the Nissan guys aren't gonna be very busy in 2021, the hand-building crew, are they, Lise? Do you think anyone's gonna buy them? Oh, some diehards will. Well, I had a look at the sales figures for the US, right? And in 2021, I think in the US, they sold 14 GDRs last month. They're averaging around 10 to 14 a month at the moment. I mean, really? Yeah, you can buy 21s. Oh. 22's the last model. Oh, okay. See, look at this thing slow down for the corner all by itself. Isn't that good? Um, yeah, yeah, this is it. This is the final. And there's the ITAL Design 50th or whatever it's called. The ITAL Design GDR, which has got some silly looking lights on it and stuff and a couple of engine mods, and that's over a million. Yeah. I don't think a GDR is good value at a million dollars. GDRs were $156,000 new in this country in 2009, and they were bloody good value, and they were a cheap supercar, or cheap, a cheap car with, that had supercar performance, and they made sense, right? They were new, they were high tech, they were every school kid's dream, and they worked. Now, reheat that thing several times, like old pizza, over 10 to 15 years, and triple to quadruple the price while the competition just gets better and better and better and it makes absolutely no sense at all. So for me, the purest one and the one I'm still looking around for and when I find one, I'll buy it is the Midnight Purple 2008-2009 Spec V with the quilted bit where the rear seat was and cool colour um, bigger turbos, spec V turbos, nice tasty mods. That was the best GDR ever built because it was a purest. It was the best. It was better than any R34 you could buy because these these things weren't um, body kit marketing jobs like an R34. These things were proper modified cars. The only problem is they only came in left-hand drive. None ever came to Australia. And I believe the UAE and the US were the only markets that had them. So, yeah, finding one and getting it here is going to be a bit of a problem, but am I, am I allowed to buy one, Mummy? You can do what you want. Lisa's like, you know, getting all sort of cool and coy now and doesn't want to speak to the mic, but that... No, I don't care. No, I reckon the Midnight Purple's a pretty cool colour. Yeah, it was well, a traditional GDR colour. It's not blue. It's better than ball bag blue. That's what exactly. As long as it's not blue. Bayside blue's been done to death no, and done to death. I just don't like death. blue cars. Well, exactly right. You're going through, yeah, well, I've got a blue car and kind of, yeah. Actually, it can be quite cool. 
But yeah, I'm, I'm not a Bayside person. Midnight purple, it's almost a black purple that R33s came in. It was a beautiful colour. And there you go, guys and girls and listeners. I've just probably pushed the price of the Spec V up. It's not V-Spec, it's Spec V. And if any of you wanted to know what V-Spec stood for, do you know what V-Spec stands for, Lisa? Victory specification. That was, you know, Nissan's thing. And so what do you reckon Spec V stands for? Specification victory, of course. Wow. Oh, look, another Tesla. Shall we give him the wave? How you doing? No, don't even look at me. <laughs> Thought we were wankers. <laughs> okay, so that wraps up Range Anxiety for today. Thanks for listening.